0: You're listening to the Junto Podcast, a podcast about leadership, faith, community, and pretty much anything else that you want to talk about. Visit us at www.juntopodcast.com. That's J-U-N-T-O podcast.com. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the show episode 61 of the Junto podcast. Excited to be with you. It's been super busy. Uh, lots going on just from a community aspect for, for the Junto podcast. And now uh, we're hitting a stride now where we can get back into some of the, the regular content that we do and excited for episode 61. Uh, if you never joined us, we are the Junto podcast. Leadership, faith, community, all of those things uh, are conversations that we have. And who knows? We'll throw some other stuff in as well. But my lovely bride as always is with me. Heather Mus. How are you doing? Yeah.
1: I'm here. Doing good. I'm excited. You're excited, I'm excited.
0: If you're excited, I'm excited isn't it crazy how energy works?
1: It does. It it's uh what's the word? Mm, this is my life right now. I don't know what words are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Contagious. Well, there contagious. it is. Contagious. Wow. It's true. Lord help me.
0: And that's good and bad, because you know if you right. if you have negative energy mm-hmm. Or me? No, I'm kidding.
1: oh, he was talking about me. <laughs> no,
0: no, I, have I negative wasn't.
1: energy. That's like a yawn. You? A yawn is contagious.
0: Yes, yeah, like true. Yawn right it's now. true. That's it.
1: And you would in turn yawn.
0: I probably would right here would. on camera and all. And hopefully yes. we don't do any yawning. We don't put you to sleep. But uh, we wanted to have a quick conversation, episode sixty-one, about identity, framing our perspectives mm-hmm. of how we view ourselves. And I know that's very, very complex, way more complex than a 20 minute conversation could have. But we are hopeful that in the next 20 minutes, this could serve as a reminder to you, uh, especially and specifically if you are a believer in Jesus, about your identity. And with that, Heather's going to give us some good stuff. I'll say, too, uh, a lot of this. I've got tons of resources, but this particular uh, thing uh, or material that we'll be referencing is from some mental health coaching certifications I'm doing through the American Association of Christian Counselors and Light University. So, big kudos to them, and thank you for this very, very important work of continuing uh, these important discussions on mental health and identity. So, with that, I just yes. want to yes, yes. I want to I want to jump in and say that um, identity is crazy, very crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about who we are, how we view ourselves, uh, maybe it's from a familial uh, or from our families. We we get a lot of that. I, I mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm very strong with my. As we've been calling it lately, family of origin, and, and a lot of times, you know, all of these things, uh, in addition to maybe outside things we've been exposed to, kind of has shaped our identity, and that's great. Yeah. However, a lot of times, uh, how we view ourselves and possibly others too, it can be it can be wrong if we are not basing those things. Uh, under and in uh, the authority of the Word of God. So with that, human versus biblical identity.
1: Yeah. Well, I was also going to piggyback off what you said, because we've been talking a lot about our families of
0: origin Big time
1: lately, and it's made me do some reflection as well. Come from a strong family. There's a lot of us. Big family.
0: Great family, um,
1: yes. Lots of tradition and lots of things that, well, these, this is the way that we do things. This is That's how we uh, were brought up. This is how I was raised. This yep. is just who we are, That's talking uh, about our right. families. And so definitely our identity is wrapped up in that wholeheartedly, I mean, from the way we do life at home the way we spend our money or save wow. our money uh, the way we treat or don't each other save. Mm-hmm,
0: right yeah hey yeah
1: yeah the way we treat each other, the way we treat others, outsiders um, yeah yeah so all that uh, plays a part into who we are and our identity. So with that we are going to talk about some differences between a humanistic and biblical, Identity. Yeah, and if you're looking at the word humanistic, of course, the root word human, human, um, which is where that basis comes from. So we're going to jump right in. Let's do Dysfunctional it. humanistic identity. Mm. Who am I based on performance? Wow. Who am I based on meeting certain standards? Who yeah. am I based on earning the approval of others? Wow just a few there to think about.
0: Let's let's unpack that a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, you again you said this was dysfunction or functional
1: humanistic yeah, identity. I, I can see that. And um, ways of being with that perspective and view the humanistic.
0: You know the first view. bullet point you listed, you were talking about performance mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I want you to think about this. Um, some of you come from very, very high-performing families. Uh, and let me unpack that a little bit. For me, uh, our our family, very, very hardworking people of faith, uh, but they weren't very educated, you know. And I'm not saying they weren't top performers, but I'm talking about some of you come from very high, high-functioning, hyper-successful families and are immediately born into a type of situation where my gosh if you're not meeting that family standard maybe your parent is a doctor or a lawyer or they're just this super big uh, corporate uh, you know personality or persona CEO CFO and immediately you're born kind of into this type of performance-based, well, my gosh. And I think immediately about the pressure that you instantly have to have, like, oh, my gosh, if I'm right. not living up to to this legacy or if I'm not going to continue the legacy of my parents, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. I personally, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't have that struggle because in my own right, my parents were pioneers, uh, as were yours. Uh, but my gosh, I, I'm just thinking about those when you're talking about performance and finding yeah. our identity and how we perform. What do you think about yeah. that?
1: No, um, I think that sometimes, and in certain families, like you said, the way that, you know, the families that we were born into, um, there are situations where you have to perform, you have to To work hard, you have to maybe work a little bit harder than uh, you would think someone else would, based on you know the financial situation that you're born into, or um, the type of work, whatever that may be. Like a pastor's family, that's definitely not. um, I wouldn't say based on like financial success, but as far as this has to look a certain way. Our Boom. family oh, has to um, rise to this standard. Ooh, you
0: are you are unpacking some stuff because
1: here. everybody's watching
0: everybody.
1: And um, so I think there's a lot of pressure with that, for sure, uh, coming from you know religious background.
0: There's so much um, pressure. Can I can I just yeah, piggyback interject- off that? Because that's not interjection per se, but
1: or, or piggyback <laughs>
0: expound, yes, expound. Um, Gosh, I'm just thinking about that, you know, because this this unpacks a whole nother problem or issue in that, my gosh, I'm thinking specifically because I did grow up in ministry, yeah. and it's like, you're exactly right. There is this level of fear mm-hmm. by, you know, I think about, you know, I had a friend, and um, he was a, I was a kid, but... Uh, he was a pastor, and I was friends with his son, mm-hmm. and then the daughter ended up getting pregnant at a very young age. And I just remember, like, there's this sense of shame. Right. You know, that because, right. oh my gosh, you're a pastor. Your family's not supposed to be yeah. going through stuff like this. Your family's mm-hmm. not supposed to experience mm-hmm. stuff like this. And it goes back to that performance. And speaking, you yeah. know, if you've ever listened to this or you know who who we are, we're embedded in ministry, but... That really resonates with me because um, that the fact that it it does uh, it becomes a little bit inauthentic, uh, right? Right. If, if you're not able yeah. to just be human, and I thank God that that this podcast I think is is evidence that uh, we can be uh, ourselves authentic or we can be real mm-hmm. uh, as real as we can. It Doesn't mean we tell all our problems, but right. uh, we can at least. I uh, talk about those things. So.
1: And admit that we're broken.
0: Yes, big time. You
1: know, a lot of families, that's a hard thing to publicly, not Very announce, hard. but just for others to see that, oh, well, they're struggling. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time. People come to church with that church smile.
0: That's right. Like, How's,
1: how are you doing? Oh, everything's fine. We're blessed. Everything's going to be good. You know, we're blessed. We can't blessed. complain. I said that today, actually,
0: in <laughs> a conversation. You are, you I said, blessed. I'm blessed. I cannot <laughs> complain. <laughs> Which is true? You were being truthful. Though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was being truthful, but I wasn't going to expound on you know all the hardships. Um, but it's funny that you talked about fear and shame and hiding a minute ago because uh, the result, you know, I listed mm-hmm. um, the performance, meeting certain standards, the approval of others, and then the right. results of that are sinful human identity, fear. Shame and hiding.
0: Wow, hiding, God And
1: hiding leads to the subconscious defense mechanism of projecting an image rather than who we truly are, which is what we wow. just talked oh. about, that we have to project this uh, sense of perfection or we've got it all together, mm. you know. Even, even a false sense of, um, you know, you can say, well, we're broken, and you know, like me today, I can't complain, even though deep down there are those things where we want to complain and we want to murmur and right. um, need someone to talk to. But you don't cast your pearls to swine, you don't open up to everybody. You, um, there are those that are those trusted ones that you right. open up, and you really um, let them in. That's like with our life groups right now, you know, we're really. Um, digging in and I feel like opening up a lot of things and in those situations there's small groups and small trusted friends people who have your best interest at heart you know it's good to open up and relinquish some of that
0: Uh, and you man said some really good stuff and I'm thinking about my gosh you know if you are dealing with this I'm just thinking about moments in my life where I couldn't be who, who I knew God had called me to be. Mm-hmm. And, man, that is so much work in and of itself, just trying to put on a charade uh, that your life is something that it's really not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that in and of itself is enough to drive anybody crazy. Because if you keep that up long enough, my gosh, you know, it is so tiring. And I think as believers— This is why this uh, conversation about identity and really shaping that on who the Word of God says that we are, it is so liberating. Like, it is so freeing to know that um, I I don't have to be perfect for God to love me. Mm That God loves me right where I'm at doesn't mean He's always going to leave me where I'm at. He's going to continue to work on me and transform me. But these are super, super important conversations.
1: I did want to go back and talk about that performance-based situation. Because we did talk about, you know, there are families where, you know, you're expected. Your parents are very successful, and Mm. they are hard workers, and... Uh, maybe have a little financial success. And, you know, as their children, they want you in turn to be successful and um, become who God has made you to be. And I think sometimes um, we look at the high performance or that type of thing as a bad thing, and it's not. Mm. I, when it does become wrong is when that is your identity. Wow. When your identity is something other than Christ, Man. as child of God, that's when those things have a negative connotation, but it's not You're, it's not a negative thing to say, "Oh man, he j- he works so hard and exactly too hard. I mean, it's right to want to achieve um, financial success. or um, that's not a sin. yeah. in and of itself, the sin is when those things replace your need for Christ.
0: You've you really added so. so much clarity to that, and, and that's 100% right. You know, it, it's like um, people say, well, you know, money's the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah and in mm-hmm. just the way you yeah. said that made me think about that. Well, money's right. not the root of all evil. Right. The, the love of money, in other words, money money is amoral. It's a tool. Uh, it's a tool. It it has no morality. Right. It's it's how you use it. So, mm-hmm. uh, it relates in that way in that you're right. You know, you come from high-performing film. There's nothing wrong with that. But when your identity when you feel like you can't function, or you can't become accepted, or right. God forbid, you don't perform at a high level, you can't accept yourself mm-hmm. because that—that's when it becomes mm-hmm. the issue. And let, let me let me just encourage you: if you're not walking in that freedom uh, today. Man, I'm just going to ask you to, to, to pray about that and to let God take that area of your life uh, because it's so freeing. The Bible mm-hmm. says that uh, Christ came so that we ha- could have life and have it more abundantly. And uh, sometimes that means that we have to kind of shift mm-hmm. uh, the way we think about ourselves mm-hmm. a- and others.
1: Definitely, you know, it's a matter of the heart. That's it. what it is. Where is your heart in the matter? Are That's you- it. Are you praising God for your success when you do make you know perform well and, right. and um, are in turn uh, paid or rewarded or whatever? Do you give um, praise where it's due? You know, it's all about the heart. Where is your heart? What's the motivation in all things? In everything, all things, everything that we do.
0: In um, all things.
1: So, on the other flip side of that, biblically healthy identity, or biblical healthy identity is what it says. Ten scriptural bases for our identity. God designed you in His image and likeness. Love it. God will always love you unconditionally.
0: These are, these are almost affirmations, if you will. Yeah, you know, definitely. scriptural affirmations. Mm-hmm.
1: God is always with you. God will always forgive you when you ask. Mm. But we have to... All right, we play a part in that, He's, you know. God does not condemn you. God has miraculously transformed you into a new creation. Wow. God has a marvelous plan for your life. God knows and is greater than your pain. Mm. God is stronger than your adversary. Uh, and the last one, God is comforting, compassionate, merciful gracious and redemptive.
0: Wow, what promises. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is why, you know, getting in the Word um, and uh, letting the Word shape who you are, you know, because I don't care who you are, you need to be reminded that, read that first one again.
1: God designed you in His image and likeness.
0: Come on, we need to be reminded of that, right? When we're feeling like a failure, when we're feeling like we're not good enough, hey, wait a minute, God God created and designed me in His image. Come on, God is not a failure. So if, right. when I call myself a failure and I'm created in the image of God, do you see how this works? Your countenance mm-hmm. begins to change. and We begin to, yeah. to reflect our identity back to who God is and, and who God says that we are. Yeah. And so uh, these are some very, very important affirmations, and yeah. I, I really like those.
1: That's funny. That made me think of something that your mom taught our girls Um, When they're arguing or, you know, one of them calls the other one a horrible name. You're stupid or whatever it is. It does happen in our family. You know, I could say so many other examples. But she tells them you're insulting Jesus when you say that to your sister um, because or, you know, you're insulting God because he created her. And so when you put her down or insult her. You're insulting Jesus. And so it's funny because Selah, the littlest one, guys, she will use that in a heartbeat. If one of her sisters say something mean to her, she said, well, you're just insulting Jesus because you said that to me.
0: It is Hilarious. the funniest thing to hear the youngest one. It's true. It is true. It's Super <laughs> true. But she'll say it in a heartbeat, and it it is like Real the quick. cutest and funniest thing because uh, you know she says it, but it it's stuck in her mind. Yeah. It's stuck in her. And head. she knows
1: when to use it.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, for so, sure. That's funny. But it, there's some truth in that. There's, there's so, so, much so much truth, truth that in we it. are created in the image of God. When we and say
1: those things to ourselves, because you were talking about saying I'm a failure, I'm this, I'm that, and then to remember. God created you. Mm. He knows everything about you. So uh, keeping that in mind.
0: Right. You know, I
1: think it's easier to insult ourselves, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Um, than others, you know. Going back to that spit. Speak positive Speak inner thoughts. positive <laughs> inner thoughts. We're bringing that We're back. We're
0: bringing it back. We're bringing Y'all it gonna back. Y'all going
1: to see some sharks. Look. Y'all are going to see some sharks. It's
0: going to be on the website. <laughs> and I'm going to be promise. wearing them.
1: So that's funny. Um, man. So going back to that biblical, healthy, biblically healthy identity. Yes, um, it's not about self worth, but it's about God worth. Mm. Okay. Um, God's definition of who we are should fuel our thoughts and create behavior. Wow. Not who we are, but whose we are.
0: We said that
1: quite often. Yeah. Remembering that, and the result of these things, the unconditional love of God. Sacrificial atonement of Christ, the indwelling mm. guidance of the Holy Spirit, and the truth will set you free.
0: Love that. Thank God for the truth. And you know, um, there's these these are each session um, that I take to get some of these. Uh, it's mental health certifications. You know, it's it's really it's just information and tools to kind of uh, maybe. Listen and have tools to to speak to people with, and and I'm always trying to arm myself because I I think that it's so needed. You know, mental health is very widespread, and the conversations now, everywhere you go, you're you're hearing about mental health, mental health, mental health. So,
1: because the awareness is
0: yes, it is crazy. So I want to. Um, go on to a couple of other things here because on down the line it talks a little bit about God's reconciliation. You know, a lot of times we feel unworthy of God's love. Maybe maybe we know who we are, maybe we're struggling. I mean, it's not maybe we know who we are, let's be honest. We're the only ones who really really we know ourselves. We know how messed up we are. We know the thoughts that we have, the things that we do. And a lot of times we Pour that into our identity. Well, God can't possibly love someone like me. And then we start living out of a fear of condemnation. Well, you know, God doesn't love me. Not only that, but he's going to punish me and he's going to uh, make me pay for all of the things that I've done. And we wanna we wanna break down real quick some differences between the idea of punishment and discipline. The Bible says that uh, the Lord disciplines those whom He loves. So first of all, if God is sending correction mm-hmm. into your life, count it as a good thing because. Mm-hmm. We are loved, you know, yeah. in the same way we discipline right. or correct the, our, our own children. Right.
1: Yeah, you know, say that.
0: it's the same uh, aspect there. So, I want to read you some of those, but any thoughts on that before I read some of the differences between punishment and discipline?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, we think about those of us who are parents, the love that we have for our children. Mm. And in those moments when we are disciplining, it is out of love, even if. In the moment, it seems it's out of anger, and yeah. sometimes it is. So, it, but that's a reaction.
0: The exactly. reaction is
1: anger, but the discipline is definitely love, right? Um, and how much more does Christ love us? Gosh, hard to to think about that. Hard to fathom that, you know, someone could love us more than we love our children. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just the truth of the matter. So.
0: It is the truth, and again, remember we're talking about forming a, a biblical identity. And sometimes that means we have to shift our way of thinking. We have to let the Word of God begin to uh, identify who we are and begin to change some of the negative uh, or wrong perspectives that we have about ourselves and others. So a lot of times if we're living out of uh, a fear, and here are some emotional indicators that we might be uh Living with fear of condemnation. First of all, the false belief is that those who fail are unworthy of love and deserve punishment. And here are the emotional indicators: self-depreciating talk. I'm so stupid. Yeah. I hate myself. Why do myself. I always do this? I mess up every time. Mm-hmm. God, yeah, Come on. You know. You know. You've said it. I've said it about I'm me. I'm guilty oh, my all, the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. all the time. Yes. It's almost natural. You know. Like, it is. I'm so it's stupid. the first response. I'm an idiot. Always. Yeah. Or you're an idiot. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: No, um, <laughs> if we're
1: talking about the first response,
0: yeah. Well, here's another one though. This is interesting. Yeah, they play the blame game, <sighs> blaming others. I never do that. No, no, you wouldn't. I don't blame uh, you because you're you're so far along. <laughs> um, also, what about a self induced sense of punishment, right? We mm. punish ourselves. We're not worthy of right. God's love, so then we're going to punish ourselves yeah. in some so kind of way. So, that means, we
1: don't deserve good things. We don't deserve yeah. friends. We don't deserve right. good relationships.
0: Everybody but us does. Yeah. So, yeah. we
1: keep ourselves hidden. We keep ourselves, you know, in the dark because
0: yeah. that's what we deserve, right? Right. Interesting. Goodness. And then another one is bitterness and unforgiveness. Mm. Wow. And as I'm thinking about these, you know, I was just mm-hmm. like, it reminds me of all of these things are like, think about bitterness and unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You you're just piling that up because you don't want to see nobody else happy. So, mm-hmm. what you, <laughs> you're going to look for a way to, to become bitter. Don't you hate that when you, yeah, uh, it's like, Ugh. uh, gosh, but that's
1: not a good place to be. Oh, it's, it's a not. miserable place. And it's place. hard to get out of. You can't get yourself out of that. The only way out is through. Arming yourself these these spiritual biblical yes. affirmations, not worldly affirmations, because they're going to give you all kinds of sense of stuff that ain't you're not even that's not even who you are. That's right. That's so right. So beware of that. You know. Yeah, um, so the awareness of true scriptural, biblical, godly affirmations, yes. not worldly, because that's just going to take you further and further and further.
0: Yeah. So. And, and to to move on or to, to expound on that, yeah. So here are some things. <clears throat> first of all, we get, to, we get several things mixed up. One is condemnation versus conviction. Mm. The Bible says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So mm-hmm. first of all, God doesn't condemn us, but He does convict us when we're yeah. wrong.
1: the Holy Spirit. Ooh. The Holy,
0: ooh, come on, boy. It's <laughs> so when you
1: know, you know. You
0: know you're wrong.
1: Right. And you still trying to talk yourself out of doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, we're not condemned for those things, but man, the Holy Spirit will bear witness Mm -hmm. that, dude, you wrong and you know it and Mm -hmm. you jacked up and you need to repent and you need to forgive whatever you need to do. But here are some other things, too, because out of those same lines of thinking, we start thinking about uh, punishment and Mm -hmm. discipline. And I want to break these down Mm -hmm. for you because... There are some differences. So first of all, when we're thinking about punishment, we think, well, I'm going to atone for my sinful past. Where the flip side of that, where discipline, it's actually not about what you've done and, and punishing you for that, but it's actually about looking to the future to build your character. Mm-hmm. When God disciplines us, mm-hmm. it's because He is shaping, molding, forming us mm-hmm. more into the likeness of Christ. It's not about paying for something we've already done, but it's about molding us into who we are still becoming.
1: And turning us away from those sinful patterns.
0: Exactly. And exactly. Turning exactly.
1: away from and turning to God.
0: Exactly. Uh, when we're thinking about punishment, we could say that the motivation would be anger, whereas the motivation with discipline is love. Mm, this is why you earlier. have to remember that. God is not trying to punish you, you know. Now, if He disciplines you, it's not because He's angry. It's because He loves you. Amen? Mm-hmm. Gosh, mm-hmm. these are these yeah. are crazy things. Uh, another difference that you need to be aware of with punishment uh you would think that it's out of uh, fear or rejection, whereas the reality of it is, is that if God disciplines us, it's because we're already accepted and we have His approval. The Bible says He disciplines those whom He loves. Mm-hmm.
1: I tell my girls this all the time. It You know, God's love is way more um, advanced and all-encompassing than mine. But I tell my girls when... They do something, you know, especially a situation of taking devices. Oh, man. Like, it's for your good. Like, I need you to understand this. Yes. I love you. Because otherwise, I would not put myself through listening to your complaining and asking me, (laughs) when am I going to get my phone back? When am I going to get my iPad? Yes. Why are you doing this to me? I can't believe you're doing it. What am I supposed to do now? Those type of things, I'm really, you know, letting y'all in on some stuff here with my girls. But I tell them it's because I love you and they're just like can't understand like why are you taking something from me if you love me? Like and, that and, doesn't uh, make sense. Yes. It doesn't compute.
0: That's that's you know. where we get it mixed up because it doesn't feel like love. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. But it is for our betterment. It is for our good.
0: And that's what this and that's exactly what this is doing is breaking that down. Uh, it's showing us that even if we're going through a process of discipline and correction in our lives, it's not going to feel like it, but we need to know mm-hmm. why. We need to know why it right. happens, and we need to know how God views us mm-hmm. in those moments. It's not yeah. because He is angry with us, but it's because He does already accept us, and He does mm-hmm. uh, approve of us. However, He is changing us, and He is molding us. Mm-hmm. Uh, another difference here, um between punishment and discipline. This says punishment comes from Satan, whereas discipline comes from the spirit. And then um, when you're dealing with punishment, you could have depression, fear, and anxiety, whereas with discipline, there is a growth out of security and a peace that comes along with knowing that. And it's so relevant to what we've been doing. You mentioned live groups earlier. We've been reading uh, a great, great book, um, and we just... We're, we're having some great conversations about what it means to to be at a wall. Maybe you don't feel the presence of God. But I love this because it just reaffirms that sometimes, you know, growth occurs in those hard places.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to yes. feel good. Most
0: of the time it, grows, it goes in those go,
1: yeah, places. Yeah, you're going through a process. You're shedding some things. You're having mm. to let go of some things. You're having to change some things change and that is change is hard
0: extremely growth is
1: hard yes and it's not until you most of the time come out on the other end that you can look back and say wow i'm glad that i went through that because now or i'm glad (laughs) that i had to walk through that time in my life because now dot 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 you know whatever that is for you I can help someone else who's going, who's in that season right now. That's right. Who's hit a wall and they don't know where to go or what to do, and um, so I think it's important to remember that because you're going to hit another wall. You're going to go through another season where you're having to stretch and change and learn, and uh, it's difficult. But hey, just remember the last time, the last thing that you went through. Come on, and then looking back and the growth that and, and progress that you've seen. Have to remember those things.
0: You know, it reminds me. Uh, I had a conversation with Mom, uh, and who is a person of faith, someone who always builds me up. But I was talking to her just earlier today, um, and I'm not going to say what today is because you might listen to this a year from now. But I was talking to her today, and I was telling her about a situation that uh, occurred that kind of made me get a little bit. It started making me get a little angry, and and. I was getting upset. I could feel my blood pressure. But then then I said, you know what, Mom? I was reminded that, you know what? I just have to give it to God. I just have to say, you know what? And the reason we do that is because, you know, God has already carried you. You can look back in those times. You were talking about a wall. It happened mm-hmm. more than one time. And And it's crazy because when God comes through for you. You have that altar. You have that in your memory, and it becomes easier to say, you know what? I I started to get upset. I am actually want to be upset about it, but I'm going to trust God in this because God has never left me nor forsaken me. He came through for me last time. It's not about coming through, but it's just about building our own faith it's about trusting god and giving it to him and saying lord not my will but yours be done and if we get in the habit of that man uh it just becomes so much easier to let god uh just to give it to god so all
1: right that's good what were y'all talking about it wasn't me was it no
0: it wasn't you wink wink surely <laughs> no it seriously wasn't I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah you so can, you
1: can tell me about it later yeah
0: sure Well, great conversation. Thank you for joining us for Episode 61 of the Junto Podcast. Hope you were encouraged. Hope you were reminded today about your identity in Christ. And we'll see you next time on the Junto Podcast. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Junto Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find our link to YouTube and social media at juntopodcast.com. Remember to subscribe, like, and follow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.